Episode 15, China in the European People's Imagination, The Travels of Marco Polo. Hello and welcome to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. Today we're talking about the story of Marco Polo's visit to China 800 years ago. Back in our first episode, we introduced you to the renowned book, Classics of Mountains and Seas, which looks at how the ancient Chinese imagined the world. Today, let's dig into something different, how Europeans once imagined China in an era when trade routes were not well-developed. We'll look at this through a 13th century travelogue called Book of the Marvels of the World, better known as The Travels of Marco Polo, or simply The Travels. Dictated by Rusticello da Pisa from stories told by Italian merchant and explorer Marco Polo, this early sort of lonely planet guide describes travels through Asia along the Silk Road in the 13th century. Polo is believed to have visited China at the height of the Mongol Empire. Polo once claimed, I did not write half of what I saw, for I knew I would not be believed. However, just this half of what he saw book managed to change the world. Why? Well, Christopher Columbus, yes, the one who stumbled upon the New World while trying to reach Asia, sailed with a copy of Polo's The Travels. Having no knowledge of the Mongol Empire's collapse, Columbus marked the book with notes in preparation for a meeting with Kublai Khan's descendant. What did this inspiring book tell? Generally, it described to Europeans the then-mysterious culture and inner workings of the Eastern world, including the wealth and the great size of the Mongol Empire and China in the Yuan Dynasty. According to the book, Polo started his journey from Constantinople, the early name of Turkey's capital and largest city, Istanbul. From there, Polo walked for four years, and eventually he reached Cathay. Cathay is an alternative European historical name for China. Originating from the word Kitan, it was the name applied by Europeans to northern China. Later, Cathay came to be seen as the same nation as China, and Cathay became a poetic name for the nation. After arriving in Cathay, Polo was received by the royal court of Kublai Khan. Kublai was the fifth Khagan of the Mongol Empire. He and his empire were ruling China at that time on both sides of the Great Wall. Kublai Khan was impressed by Marco Polo's intelligence and humility. He was appointed to serve as Khan's foreign emissary and was sent on many diplomatic missions throughout the empire and across Southeast Asia. Marco Polo traveled extensively inside China, living in the emperor's lands for 17 years and seeing many sites previously unseen by Europeans. After leaving China, Polo spent over two years returning to Venice. At that time, Venice was at war. Polo was imprisoned in Genoa and dictated his stories to a cellmate, Rusticello da Pisa, an Italian romance writer. The travels of Marco Polo was completed in prison and described Polo's travels through Asia and experiences at the court of Kublai Khan. You are listening to Some You Missed in Chinese History, written and produced by Shukun Up until the day Polo died, his friends never believed a word of it. They demanded that he confess, take back those lies. In response, Marco said, I did, I did not, not write, write half, half of what, of what I, saw. I saw. Because the book mentioned such vast distances and immense riches, it was nicknamed Millions. And Marco Polo, to his humiliation, was nicknamed Marco Millions. 
Following his death, carnivals throughout Europe featured clowns named Marco Millions who told extravagant stories to amuse people. Many of the stories in the book were exaggerated for Europeans at the time. For example, the book says there were well-connected post stations throughout China. There were always 400 horses held at each post, used to deliver messages for Khan. The book also mentions the luxurious palace in Hangzhou, saying the roof of its hall was supported by several rows of gold-plated pillars. The hall could accommodate 10,000 people to eat together. The banquets often lasted between 10 and 20 days, and there were a thousand maidens who lived in the emperor's harem and served him. The prosperity of the Eastern world, as described in the book, was far too exaggerated for Westerners to believe. However, Chinese people understand the luxury of ancient emperors, and they don't question it. Maybe some details in the book were exaggerated, but certain things did exist and did happen. Take the post-station system. It was a major feature of the Mongol Yuan dynasty. The rulers relied on these post stations and post roads to control their territories. Besides Christopher Columbus, another person was greatly influenced by Marco Polo. His name, Vasco da Gama. He was born in Portugal in the 15th century, and he had better luck than Columbus had. Vasco da Gama hoped to visit the state of Cathay mentioned by Marco Polo. So he rounded the Cape of Good Hope, but later reached India. Even though Vasco da Gama did not make his way to China, he did make it to India, where he found gold and spices. It was the missionary Matteo Ricci who proved the authenticity of the travels of Marco Polo. He came to China about 300 years later, during the Ming Dynasty. Matteo Ricci, in his book, mentioned the famous empire Marco Polo called Cathay. Ricci said when he traveled through China, he understood the reason why the Chinese empire was called Cathay. Because Marco Polo came to China during the Mongol occupation, bringing the name from the north. Ricci also pointed out that Marco Polo had not only correctly recorded the Chinese geography, cities, products, customs, trade, but it also noticed that China was already using coal as fuel. Europeans at the time knew nothing about using coal. Marco Polo's The Travels offers a fascinating glimpse into unfamiliar religions, customs, and societies, the spices and silks, the precious gems, the exotic vegetation, the wild beasts of faraway lands. Evoking a remote and long-vanished world with color and immediacy, Marco Polo's experiences revolutionized Western ideas about the then-unknown East. Did you know that a heavy rain was responsible for the demise of a dynasty during which the Great Wall was built? Italian merchant and explorer Marco Polo finished his masterpiece about China in prison. And an emperor proclaimed African giraffes as magical Chinese unicorns. Qilin. Follow the podcast "Stuff You Missed in Chinese History" to learn more fun facts during the past few thousand years in this country with Patrick Flannery. Thank you for listening to Stuff You Missed in Chinese History. In the next episode, we'll discover the fate of the Mongol Yuan Dynasty, where injustice was everywhere. I'm Patrick Flannery. See you next time. Special thanks go out to Sanlian Zhongdu for their help in creating the content for this show. If you like the podcast, please give us a rating and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Listen.